Letters would come occasionally from Michael Jr. in Chicago. They even got one from Raven, although she now called herself Anne. They seemed happy together, and Michael Jr. was doing well in business. Boston was quite a handful, full of mischief and always wanting to explore. According to Raven, he had a bit of a temper and a stubborn streak a mile long. Patricia smiled when she read that. Hum, I wonder where he gets that from. Well, it ain't from my side of the family. I've never been stubborn a day in my life, said Ma Michael in shocked honesty. No, of course not, as they both laughed. You haven't eaten much tonight. Are you all right? You're not getting sick or anything, asked Michael. No, I'm fine. It's just I'm worried about you working around all those sick people. I'm fine. I just have a cold, as she wiped her nose with her sleeve. Michael slammed his fist on the table. Damn it, I hate this place. Michael O'Shannon, watch your language. It's just a cold, nothing more. The sun was starting to set, and a beam of light was beginning to come in from the west, facing the window. It showed all the imperfections, the rotting boards, and cracks in the walls of the tenement. Michael looked sad all of a sudden. What's wrong? Nothing. It's just I wanted something better than this for you and the children. I wanted to live in a place where the water worked all the time and you had heat in the winter. You'll get us out of here someday. I know I, you will. I have faith in you, Michael and Shannon, even if you don't. You know you're the third person who said that to me recently. Who else said it to you? Big Patrick and Benjamin the Jewish tailor who worked on Danny's suit? Really? He said that to you? Why? Michael then explained his promise to the tailor that if he ever needed a bank, he would see him first. Of course, that's never going to happen, so I'm not worried about keeping that promise. Patricia smiled. It seems an awful lot of people have faith in you, Michael or Shannon, and they can't all be wrong. Michael didn't say anything back. He just stared out the window. Patricia went back to washing the dishes. For the moment, the only sound in the place was the water sloshing in the sink and the clinking of plates. Michael looked away from the window. Isn't Mary supposed to come home this week? Yes, the young girl she was carrying has gotten better, so she'll come home until she gets a new assignment. Patrick should also be able to come home soon, too, although I'm not sure how happy we'll be about it. Michael looked at her questioningly. I don't understand. Haven't you noticed how he looks at Cassidy and Cassidy looks at him? But he's barely 15. He's too young to be in love. Remember you thought Michael Jr. was too young to be in love? Look what that led to. Michael shook his head. I guess we'll have a talk with him before he does something he'll regret. Michael yawned and got up to go to bed. I'm headed to bed. I have some things I have to finish up before I head there too, said Patricia. He laid in bed watching her as she sat in the middle of the evening sun, thinking how happy he was. He thought that after Katie had died that he would never be happy again, but he had been so wrong. 
He decided he wanted to live the rest of his life with Patricia. He only helped she felt the same way.